Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Still laughing about South Sudan. Give it up by our pal tradition, the FIFA World Championship. Sudanese are coming. They're coming. Watch um, out, Puerto Rico. The Sudanese are coming. Where does that rank in, like, great condition lines, like, next to, like, something special happening in Logan, Utah? I mean, it's it's uh, in the Wang bin. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> there's, that, that I is, mean, there's a lot. That's the yeah. funniest Kanish moment ever was when he couldn't like, pronounce like the tennis player's yeah. name. Jinju Wang. Jinju. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like, here's, here's a guy who gets bets from other people that win and bets them. And he's not the only one. <laughs> so if you ever wondered what that's like, there you go. It's like, I don't even know what I have, but it won or lost or whatever happens. So we'll see what happens with South Sudan also. This is how I know when, like, something's, for me at least, is really funny on the show, is when, like, I go back and listen to it afterwards, because, like, I'm thinking about it and, like, laughing about it. Like, that was one where I, met, where I went back and listened to it, like, 15 times and just was, like, crying, laughing. Jinju Wang! Well, South Sudan, like, he could he could have said almost anything there, and it would have been within the, the universe of things Kanish is just going to say, and I would have been like, cool, no problem. And somehow he, like still said something outrageous despite the fact that i was like prepared mentally for whatever this was going to be the sudanese are coming not sudanese the south sudan not regular yes we we had to make sure that we got that right uh john daigle's gonna stop by in 20 minutes for best person four for four talking fantasy football talking week one in the national football league uh my guy ken barkley santa locky uh, Lockmas meets eight buckets coming up next hour. Pack 12 schedule analysis and win totals. Um, we'll get back to offensive rookie of the year in the NFL, comeback player of the year in the NFL as we move along as well. But joining us right now, it's been a little bit since we had him on the show, and it's absolutely great to have him back. One of the most knowledgeable college football voices out there, one of our favorite college football handicappers. He does a fantastic job for our friends over at the College Football News, where he handicaps like every single game in painstaking detail. We absolutely love that about him. It's our friend Pete Futak on Twitter at Pete Futak. Futak spelled F-I-U-T-A-K. Pete, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Hope you had a great summer. How's it going? Happy football season. Uh, forget football season. I want to know about the Sudanese. What <laughs> we all are they favored by five? What's they get the hook? I mean, what's the what are you what are you betting on the Sudanese here? The well, South Sudan is uh, is playing Puerto Rico in the uh, like FIBA World Cup basketball is what we're what we're talking about here uh i don't i forget what the number is that uh that kanish gave out i haven't i i uh, can go back and listen to south sudan plus plus two and a half i was gonna say they're a small underdog but i don't know what the number was um so if you're yeah pete if you're sweating in a, a handicap in the week zero games trying to figure out how to find an edge in utep jacksonville state or whatever just throw throw some south sudan in and uh and you might already be one to know to start the week the type of thing where you go to Vegas and all of a sudden there's like this little part of the sports book of the really squirrely guys. And all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, why is it all leaving? Oh, the South Sudan game's over. And they all had it. Like they all have some sort of tip or something that they know that that, that was what they were there for and that's where they make money on. But that's that's where the that's where the, 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 the people make money on that kind of stuff. Is if you know if you got a little line on that, then you're good. Well, I think I think we do. Hopefully, can I bet it? So let's <laughs> hope, hope, so. hope, hopefully the Sudan, hopefully the Sudanese will be the South Sudanese will be the right side in that game in the FIBA World Championships against Puerto Rico. Pete, let's turn our attention to college football, and we'll get into like individual games. Maybe we'll do some games in Week One. We definitely want to ask you about Florida and Utah and the situation with Cam Rising. But I want to just leave this open ended for you, because um, so I know like you like you're knowledgeable basically with every single game that's going to be played. What is your one favorite game coming up in week zero? Like your favorite bet right now. What is it coming up this weekend in college football? At the moment, just 
the favorites. It's just, the thing about week is we don't get a preseason like you do in the NFL where you can kind of see how some of these guys come together or you're, there's just a whole lot of guessing going on. I mean, there's always guessing going on, but more than ever, when it's a week zero thing, you really don't know because new college, especially in a transfer portal era where you have all these new players going back and forth. And so this is the week where the lines are always way off. And it's easier to see after the fact, but these are true guesses because you're going off of last year. You're going off of returning players. You're going off of where you kind of think these teams should show up, but these are completely different teams. So you're going off of just a whole lot of unknowns here. So in general, especially now where you have a transfer portal era, where you've got this shift in talent, where the haves are getting all the have nots best players. So just generalize in terms of the best bet for the weekend, just keep taking the favorites and you're probably going to be right because they're just going to be that much better. The, the power five teams are going to be that much better than the group of five teams. Like maybe Notre Dame's that much better than Navy. I think they're 20 point favorites right now. Yeah. To go take, take Notre Dame, take USC over San Jose state. Just take, just in just blanket, just go across the board at the same amount on each of the power five favorites over the group of five uh, underdogs, and you're probably going to be okay. P one other thing, uh, speaking of like blanket bets, I know a lot of people are talking about this, uh, the changes in the game clock in college football that are being implemented this year. I know a lot of people have been like, well, you know, should I bet unders because the games might go a lot faster. Clock's not going to stop as often for people who haven't followed that. Um, Is this a situation where you're like, Man, and again, the market knows this too. It's not like we're the only ones that know that the clock is going to go faster and that the games are going to end earlier, hopefully, mercifully. Um, do you expect a drastic change here? Is this overblown? Like, are you are you trying to bet unders? What what do you make of like a pretty significant rule change that I, I think people who are not college football fans maybe don't understand is coming? Yeah, don't get cute with it. Just uh, go with what you kind of know because a lot of times either if the, the point totals, if it's going to be a blowout and it's a really long game, Maybe the team that's blowing the other side out just puts in their starters, you know, put, keeps in their starters in a little extra long or doesn't do you. You never quite know. So just don't start messing with that yet unless you get a trend. With that said, watch, be really attentive to in-game swings because the thing about college football, especially in the first few weeks of the season, these things take so freaking long. I mean, I, I literally sob watching a, a, an NFL halftime that takes 12 minutes. It's so beautiful. It's like, okay, you can, you know, it's just a little bit, a little break, and then they're playing football again. You could go, you could seriously go on a bike ride for an hour and a half, you know, get, get some, you know, like gardening done, and you're still at a college halftime. These games take forever. So what the problem with that, especially early on, is teams get gassed. So if you've got a team that's way ahead and you kind of think, oh, wait, this is kind of a little bit off. The underdog's really playing well. Well, keep just pay attention because in-game betting, that's going to swing the other way. Now, with a shorter game, you're not going to have those mood swings as much where you're going to have that three, lull in the midway, midway through the third, third quarter. So just in general, just kind of keep an eye on it. If you start to notice that the speed of the game starts to favor, if anybody, it's going to favor the, the better teams a little bit more because uh, they're going to get these things done faster. But just kind of keep an eye on it, because usually in a four-hour-plus game, in actual game time, these things always have massive swings in the second half. 
You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken on a wonderful football Wednesday talking college football with our pal Pete Futek from the College Football News. Pete on Twitter at Pete Futek. Pete, let's look ahead to next week, and I want to ask you about this Utah-Florida game. Obviously, a rematch of the great game last year. Um, Anthony Richardson was the quarterback then for Florida. Um, we don't think Cam Rising's going to play in this game for Utah, and the point spread kind of indicates that was over seven. Now we're sitting at BetMGM Utah, about a four-and-a-half-point favorite, total 45-and-a-half. Any thoughts now with where the line sits here, Utah and Florida, and have you heard anything about the status of Utah quarterback Cam Rising? I'm going to guess three weeks. I, I, I'm going to, it's from the, the Utah types that I know. I, I do a radio hit with them. and uh, They're assuming not just three weeks on rising, but their backup is hurt. But their third stringer is the guy who stepped in for rising in the Rose Bowl and kind of knows his stuff. I don't think that's going to matter that much. And just Utah's style, Utah's system, Utah's lines, their running game, and their defense. I think that's going to be enough to get through. I, I, I kind of liked it at seven no matter what. I like it a lot more now. Utah's just a funky team because at home, at the elevation, and in that atmosphere, and that crowd, and whatever, they you can't beat Utah. The same kind of goes for BYU because the elevation tends to matter and the you know the crowd, the stadium, the surroundings. They just they play at a different level more than most home teams do. But Utah has an awful, awful record against especially against the spread against teams in the ranked teams or at least very very good teams or teams that finish with a winning record on the road so like last year it was my favorite bet of the preseason was to take florida even though everyone's all hot on utah because utah just doesn't win those games at home i i'm a fan of don't mess with a streak even with the you know, quarterback situation's a little bit in flux but until they prove otherwise Utah with that style of play and what might be Kyle Whittingham's best defense yet. I hate betting at SEC teams in non-conference play, but I'm going to do it here. I'm going to take Utah no matter what. So, Pete, that's basically one of the first games of week one. That's Thursday night, uh, 8 o'clock Eastern time. One of the last games of week one is Sunday night, Labor Day weekend, and that's LSU and Florida State. They played Labor Day night last year in like kind of an, an epic, low-scoring, kind of like not a great game, but had a great finish, very dramatic. Um, the point spread very small in this rematch. LSU minus two and a half, three in some places, high total, 58. Uh, both teams definitely have designs on making the playoffs, maybe winning a national championship, especially LSU. Uh, any thoughts on the rematch of last year's classic game, LSU and Florida State? Are you seeing LSU minus? I've seen Florida State favorite. I mean, it's, it's kind of flipped a little bit back and forth on this, but – uh, remember last year's game, though, is that Florida State had a, a warm-up game against Duquesne to start the season, and LSU played like a team that desperately need a war needed a warm-up. It was a new team, new coach, new staff, and they were just off. Their timing was off. They didn't play all that well. And then they kind of figured it out late. They should have gone for two and pulled out the win. Uh, that, was, that was true. Like we said before, that was truly a case of a really long game and Florida State just got – they punched themselves out. They played great to start, and they got gassed, and they kind of got a massive break late with the, the blocked kick. Uh, but the other part of that game that really matters is that's the only time last year that the Florida State running game was held under four yards per carry. And when you stop the Florida State running game, because that's really what the Mike Norvell offense does, even though they've got a, some great weapons uh, for the passing attack, you can kind of stall that. So – it just feels like one of those moments where Florida State's got all the talent in the world. They've got all the hype. But wait a minute, LSU is like LSU, and they're an SEC team, and they've got SEC lines. And that defensive uh, middle is probably the best in college football. 
uh, and you still have everything going for you with that running game and uh, just everything about it. And Brian Kelly, who I don't like, but I have to give it up. He's one of the best coaches in college football. I think this time around, no warm-up game either side. Take LSU. Pete, we've got about two minutes to go here. Who's going to win the Heisman Trophy and why? The field, if you could do that, because this is one of those really funky years where if you look at, you know, who who's the top quarterback at Ohio State? They don't quite know yet. All right, so we kind of know Carson Beck's the guy at Georgia. We don't really know who the guy is at Alabama, even though it's going to be Jalen Milrow. Uh, Caleb Williams, he's not going to have the same stats because they have a defense this year, so he's not going to have to bomb away as furiously. Uh, Michael Penix Jr., that's a kind of a guess. So if there's no wrong answer. If you can really argue like D.J. Uyunglele, I, he, there's a number one overall caliber draft pick. He could rise up for Oregon State. Tyler Shug at Texas Tech, that's a number one overall caliber draft pick. He could rise up and have big games. So to me, this is one of those years where you get the Joe Burrow, Cam Newton, Johnny Mandel, uh, completely out of left field guy who just steps up in one big game everyone's watching. Because, again, for the top teams, the top quarterbacks are still relatively unknown. So I, I'm the worst Heisman guest ever when asked this question. But whatever you, whatever got you got, whatever idea you have, go for it because you're probably not wrong. But if you can get the field, take it. Pete, we got like minute 90 seconds to go here. Uh, what would your four-team playoff be if we started right now? Obviously, Georgia going for the three-peat national champion. Who's in your playoff? Who wins the national title here in about 60 seconds? Exceedingly boring. I, I, the Georgia-Alabama winner in the FCC championship. I think Alabama does get – I think they both get there with one loss. I think Georgia dropped the game somewhere along the way, whether it's in Tennessee or in some you know, quirky day where everything's not working quite right. Uh, I think then the winner of the SEC championship, I'm going to say it's Georgia. And I think we get the similar thing like last year with uh, Ohio State and, and Michigan. I think Ohio State just obliterates everyone on its schedule. And then they go to Michigan and they make it three in a row losses, but they still find their way in. Uh, Michigan loses once along the way, maybe to Penn State. Beats Ohio State, wins the Big Ten championship, both of them in. And I'm going with USC. They fixed the glitch. That defense is a whole lot better. They went big in the transfer portal. They're not uh, quite as good on transfer portal-wise on defense as they were on offense last year. Uh, but remember, if uh, Caleb Williams doesn't hurt that hamstring, they might have pulled that out against Utah, and then they're in the college football playoff, not, uh, not Ohio State. I think they do it this year. So uh, pretty chalky, but I'm sticking with it. SEC championship winner, I'm going Georgia. Michigan, Ohio State, USC. Pete, awesome stuff, man. We really appreciate it. Love having you on the show. I want everyone to check out his work, collegefootballnews.com, and on Twitter, at Pete Futak. Stay well, my friend. Enjoy the games. Good luck with the bets, and we'll talk to you soon. There, guys. It's a good sign-off. <laughs> see you. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Yep. Love it. He's uh, he's right about that. He's, I mean, he was right about a lot of the stuff he said, but the Heisman is... Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. That's actually a good topic for tomorrow because USC plays on Saturday with Caleb. So maybe we'll do Heisman tomorrow. That'll be Lochmas instead of a conference. Just, uh, yeah, like all your big-time programs with the exception of Michigan, so Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, all new quarterbacks. So and like, so who, who do you end up betting on? You're basically taking a, a, a flyer on any of these guys. Very much looking forward to that. Now, Lochmas today will be Pac-12. We'll get to that coming up next hour. But coming up next, fantasy football week one NFL betting with John Daigle from 4 for 4 and Betsperts. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.